Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host. This is episode 86, and boy, do we have a show lined up for you today. I appreciate everyone listening. We've had a great, uh, a great time seeing the growth of Funding the Dr- Dream. We are up to, at the time of this recording, about 10,000 listens a week, and i got to tell you, I am touched and humbled by the outpouring of support and enthusiasm for those of you who are listening and have found value and benefit from the many, many guests that I've had on the show. And I appreciate that. A couple of words. We have uh, coming up a, uh, a beginning a series of webinars to help address a lot of the crowdfunding and Kickstarter questions that are coming up. And I will be announcing those. You can find those on my website at thegamewhisperer.com where we'll be putting some of those up. And in addition, we have the Crowdfunding Academy that will be beginning as of uh, November 1. The Crowdfunding Academy is designed to answer and train a lot of the questions as you get ready to launch your own Kickstarter campaign. You can listen to my podcast, which is great. You know, it's free. But if you want to take some more time to go into some depth, that's why we've set up the Crowdfunding Academy. Look for it. You can go to thegamewhisper.com and sign up uh, to be notified when it goes live. I look forward to, uh, to seeing you there. All right, let's go to our guests. This episode, I have two guests who are very, very far away. Uh, one of them you have heard before. He's back by um, popular demand and has received critical acclaim as a co-host and stand-in host. And I want to welcome Lawrence O'Brien, the London Whisperer. God bless you, sir. Uh, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure, Richard. Always a pleasure to have you here. And you have brought with you a, uh, a friend of yours, a guest who um, has one of the most fascinating names I have ever seen. He is, his name is Genghis Dervis. He is in London. He um, is an actor, a con- combat expert, and soon-to-be author. And Genghis, I wanted to invite you to the show. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, this, is, this is awesome. i got to ask, first of all, uh, Genghis Dervis is such a cool name. Where does that name come from? It's a really old um, Turkish name that I think is influenced by the Mon- Mongolians, so Genghis Khan. Sure, sure, uh, which is one of my – I refer to Genghis Khan as one of my heroes from history. I'm probably going to get emails on that one. <laughs> but at one point I had read every English translated book on the, the Mongols, and Genghis Khan was a fascinating individual. So it's very cool to carry that name. That's a very powerful yeah. name. Yeah, and it kind of goes with what – what I do for a living, I guess. <laughs> so let's talk about that just for a minute. The show's only 20 minutes, but you're a con- combat expert? What, I- what is that? I um, Yeah, my, my uncle is a, a professor grandmaster in the martial arts. So from the age of five, I've trained in the martial arts and um, in a, a number of disciplines. So I've, I've worked in Korean martial arts, so Hapkido Taekwondo, Kuksu Wan, and also boxing and then mixed martial arts, so sort of, you know, mixed um, MMA or cage fighting, as you probably know, over in the States. Yep. Um, I also specialize in weapons, so quite an extensive background with ancient, eastern, and modern weapons, including firearms. So, yeah, I get called into work uh, for people who want to, you know, be competent to look after themselves right through to uh, major motion pictures where actors need to be competent on set or in a film. How awesome is that? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, that's pretty been, cool. Yeah, it's pretty, and you know the whole journey has been. I mean, I was a professional fighter for over two decades, so you know, having had the kind of, you know, the kind of uh, the combat side, of actually getting in the ring and and fighting, I actually fought all over the world. So, um, 
Yeah, it kind of, it kind of goes well. And so when I work with people, there's a, there's a certain amount of reality to what I do, as well as obviously looking good on camera. Sure. And we all, it's all, that's the most important part, looking good on camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's right. And, my and he's, wife, he's a very handy person to have around, let me tell you. I can tell. That is awesome. My wife is a uh, black belt in Taekwondo. Oh, lovely, yeah. Yeah, and so I came around the corner early in our relationship, startled her out of the dark, and uh, she pulled back before the full force of her blow had uh, connected with my sternum. But she pulled back <laughs> only after she hit me and realized that who I was. I was like, oh, she can kick my ass anytime she wants. So, <laughs> she got the message across. She did. So now whenever I jump out of the dark, I'm always out of arm's reach from her. Because <laughs> well, actually, I, do, I do remember many moons alone having a, a brief sparring session with Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was brief. <laughs> I've never done so much damage to myself. I might, I might as well have just stepped outside and tried to kick a tree down. <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, he was very generous. He pulled back all his defensive blows, defensive blows, because I was kicking him, uh, I was trying to. And, uh, yeah, when I actually connected with his iron-like shins, I, uh, yeah, that was the end of the bout for me uh, and martial arts. Well, did you get a chance to see uh, Neil Stevenson's Kickstarter project called Clang? No. Oh, okay, we'll have to send you a link later on. Uh, He's successfully funded, but he's created a martial arts sword-fighting video game project to take uh, sword fighting to a level of realism rather than just the the the, the whatever it is that that's out there now so you'll have to take a look at that it's called clang and it's neil stevenson on kickstarter cool and that's what we're here to talk about we're here to talk about kickstarter and uh lawrence and Jengus have joined us on the show because uh, other than the fact that Jengus right now appears to be one of the coolest people that i've uh, ever had the pleasure of virtually meeting uh is, has, has launched a Kickstarter project of his own. Uh, you and Lawrence, Lawrence, you and Jengis both are kind of doing this together, right? Tell us a little bit about the project. Oh, okay. Well, so uh, I'm merely, uh, merely helping. Uh, I've uh, appeared in the video for the pitch and uh, basically just a, a helping hand when it came to, to setting it up. Um, the actual uh, project is all about uh, so, a book. Ugh, I've got a lot of errs today. I'm just going to get rid of those errs. Okay. Those errs have gone now. Um, I'm going to replace them with ums. The project is something that Jengis has written, and it's a story uh, with uh, – it's set in London. It's gritty. Uh, it's modern day. Uh, it has uh, lots of elements in it that make it uh, an attractive and exciting read. Um, but really, for uh, a rundown of what the project is, the best person to ask – is Genghis. Okay, so Genghis, tell us, it's a graphic novel, the first... first. Yeah, it is. It's a goal. Firstly, um, I have to say thanks to Lawrence because he's done a lot more than, than what he says. And, you know, I think sometimes it's really nice to... It's nice to be able to count on your friends. And Lawrence has read... He read it first before he even got involved. And then he's just... He's helped, get you know, spread the word. And actually, we wouldn't be doing Kickstarter if it wasn't for Lawrence. So um, I'm very grateful to my, to my friend for all his help. But, um, but, but Drake is, um, well, Carter Drake, or the, the Drake Files, is a story about a former fighter, and that's kind of where we split, because the idea um, that there's a little bit of connection between us, but he's very different to me. He's, he's a, da- a, a guy who's really down on his luck. Um, he, he'd killed a guy in the ring uh, in a fight, and he kind of spiralled 
uh, into a kind of uh, abyss of destruction. And so he's lost his family. He has a wife and two kids, but he's, he's lost his family. He's living in a bedsit. He's drinking. He's, he's um, you know, he's just, he's become just, uh, just a, a guy right on the edge and just really has no direction. And he finds himself one night where the whole story starts in a alley uh, in a place called Richmond in London in a small bar and he um, bumps into a guy who seems to know who he is and has a small favour or a small deal to offer him. Um, and without going into too much detail, he you know, or giving the, the plot away, he basically makes a deal or you, with the devil, uh, but without realising it. But he puts a lot more on the line. Um, and the whole story is based around, it's a Friday night and he's got till midnight on a Monday to either get himself out of this huge mess or to find the item that he's been tasked with finding. Okay. So, so there's there the project. Go. And had you, had 240 you, pages, that is. 240 pages of graphic, um, graphic novel-ish, novel. Yeah, there's actually, there's actually three books, but it's um, – because originally I'd, I'd written it with the idea of turning it into a film, which is still on the cards, but the more – content that grew the more we realized that this would just make an amazing book but one that had to be told visually you know graphically so um the focus has been book first then the film so this is actually the first of three books um so yeah so it's quite exciting and it's a 240 page graphic novel so it's 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 quite a beast very very big now Let's talk a little, little bit about the project. Sounds fascinating. You can find it for our listeners. You can find the Drake Files as a as a Facebook group. You can find it uh, on Kickstarter called the Drake Files. And anywhere else, Lawrence? Where else would we find the Drake Files? Oh, you can find it on the crowdfunding forum. Uh, it's actually a separate page on Facebook as well. It's uh, it's everywhere. Okay. Yeah. So, so take a look. And the, when does the project end? Ooh. It ends on the uh, Friday, October the twelfth at six thirty-five p.m. It does. Six thirty-five summer time. Which time zone? British uh, summer time. Yeah. Six thirty-five p.m. British uh, London summer time. Yeah. Okay. Well, that brings up a point then, because um, as my listeners know, uh, Kickstarter exists only in the U.S. And so um, let's talk about the how, this process of how you got to where you're at. So, Jengis, had you heard of Kickstarter before Lawrence came to you? I hadn't heard of any crowdfunding. To be honest, I hadn't heard of this concept. Um, and so it was Lawrence who introduced me to it. And I was looking at a kind of U.K.-based um, site uh, uh, when Lawrence introduced me. You know, I sort of went online, did some searches, and got all this U.K. stuff up. But then Lawrence said, no, you need to look at Kickstarter. Okay. Um, that's how this all came about. And then, Lawrence, uh, tell us about – so why would someone want to go with Kickstarter versus going with a – it's a London-based um, – you, you are in London. Genghis, you're in London. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you go yep. with a London-based? Why would you go with Kickstarter in the first place? Well, uh, yeah. Well, I think the – I mean what we've discussed over the years, uh, and Richard, you know, we've been touching occasionally on – well, a lot on the podcast and that is that it's about size, isn't it? It's, uh, it's money. It's the magic place where people give you money. And the, the, you always look for the, the biggest and the best. And for us, uh, for me, Kickstarter is the largest crowdfunding site. It has a, a massive level of diversity. And although it's uh, US-based, it's not limited uh, to US-only projects. Okay, you want to explain that? Okay, so 
the the Kickstarter does require that whoever runs the project uh, has to be U.S. based, uh, have a U.S. address, uh, a U.S. Uh, um, it's not national insurance number, like a green card. You, you got tax, you a tax you, ID number. Tax. You're gonna be that's right. Tax a TID. Be, hang on, let's be clear. It's not Kickstarter that requires it. Right. It's, it's Amazon that requires. It's Amazon. It. Okay. Yeah. And and because the only payment system for Kickstarter is Amazon, you have to abide by Amazon's rules as well. And because all of that, you know, the bank account, it's all got to be US based. The only way to do something on Kickstarter is to partner with a trusted American. Um, so you've got to find or know somebody uh, who's based in the United States for America and ticks all the boxes for both for Kickstarter and for Amazon for you to be able to start your project. Aside of everything else, aside of what it is you're going to do, making sure your project's going to be great and all the various uh, backer pledge levels and, and all that sort of stuff, despite all that work, you've still got to find a very special individual, and that is a person who's prepared to stand by you as a U.S. partner for your project. Okay. And then in this case, you have this partner who's handling the financial side. How, how are you dividing up the management of the project itself? Right. Well, most of the management for the project is done from ourselves – so we had, uh, fortunately, a very good uh, reference individual who had an understanding uh, of crowdfunding. And so we were able to, to, to go through the elements, to have a good talk through the project, what we we're going to do, where it was coming from, what it was about. Um, but the actual running of the project uh, itself, we've pretty much done all of that on our own we've relied on the contacts of the american entity because that you know they're you know involved with uh, that sort of crowdsource funding arena so certainly been useful from that perspective for us though we've gone out and this is what we've really learned doing the kickstarter project rather than just talking about it is we've had to go out and really hawk it everywhere we could find let's talk about that hawking process um t- t- tell us a little bit about what you've done because Traditionally, in, on my show, and we've talked about it, your fam—you have to build up that fan base and being that in tribe, London, right? A tribe. Being in London, your tribe uh, is going to be geographically based, in addition to being um, virtually based or around the world. But has that made any type of difficulties? How have you gone out and found people to back the project? Because you've just recently launched it, so it's still small in its funding level, and you're yep. building up this momentum. So, how are you going about doing that? Yeah, we're still at the hellishly nervous stage, <laughs> yes. as uh, as we like to call it. The hellishly nervous stage is still engaged. Um, so for us, we have a we have a tribe. So it's people we know, uh, and they're placed quite a way around the world. If we don't like to, you know, blow our own trumpet, but as is international men of mystery, um, there is a certain amount of international, you know, flavour. But what we found that was different is that I can talk to a lot of people. I know a lot of people. We can talk a lot of people, but. Are they really interested in a graphic novel? Well, some will be, but not everyone will. So you've got to find a way of building your tribe in this niche. So for us, it was, I mean, we were very uh, happy. We were followed by Comic Kick and Horror Kick, which are specific Facebook entities for making uh, or increasing the visibility of graphic novels or comics or horror um, stories, graphic novels, films, or whatever, and they they came along, which was quite good. We found the crowd funding forum, which allowed us to to pitch on there. You've really got to build 
I had a word with Lorian Green, and what she said was, you've got to go and find the people who are going to be in. It's obvious, but you still need people to tell you this. You've got to go and find where the people who are interested in what you're proposing are situated. So wherever they are in the world, they're going to go to specific locations. So for us talking about board games, you always talk about Board Game Geek. And you go there and you put loads of effort into there because there's a whole load of people who are interested. And you've got to do the same for whatever your project is. And for us, we had to go down the road of finding the people who are interested in graphic novels. And we're only just starting to find those people, which is why we're in the hellishly nervous stage still. Um, But that's something that we're, we're building on. We also got um, we also got put on the front page of GMSmagazine.com's um, website as their preferred Kickstarter project, and that was yesterday. So that was quite a big. Yeah, a that big... was very sweet. We really appreciate that. And yeah, that, really. And that's Paco, and he is uh, passionate, and he is a great advocate to have uh, for your for your project. And that's and that's somebody that Lawrence and I met last year at Spiel. It's been a year ago. It has. Hasn't that year gone quick? It has. It's, it's gone fast. So, okay. So anybody who's in this situation. So, Genghis, how long – so somebody's out there, and, and this is kind of my week of graphic novels. I have a few other guests that are going to be following on to you. Yeah. Um, you're – oftentimes when I talk to a graphic novelist, they are, tend to be an artist who has looked for a medium to get their art out. But that's not where you're coming from. Is that correct? That's right, yeah. I'm the, I'm the storyteller who went and found an illustrator to deliver the dream. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got a guy called Jason James who um, it took me about three months to find and I, I, I basically vetted a number of illustrators using various websites to kind of get my pitch out there. And he's um, got the first interactive Kindle novel coming out soon um, called Ghost Boy. Um, and with he's you know he you know reading the story and then his initial pitches and then it was it was really bizarre because I it was fifteen at first and in his first pitch he just got it and even he, he, our conversations you know he got it from day one but it was you got, I went for the process anyway because I wanted to be sure it was the right person to deliver this because it's really important to me and I think it's really important that you know it's as close if I could draw this you know this this novel it would this is it I mean it, this is as close as it's in my mind's eye so he's done an amazing job. And actually, um, next Friday, he's doing something, you know, just wonderful. He's actually going to do an online um, live feed for people to um, drop in and watch him draw an actual page or panel for the um, for the Drake files. And they can ask questions on our page as well, and he'll answer them. Where will they be able to find that information? It's going to go up on our uh, Facebook page and also the Kickstarter um, uh, ledge page. Yeah, we'll put it on updates, and we'll also put it on the Facebook. Yeah, so... I just think that, I mean, I've never, I've never, never seen that, that anywhere else. You know, personally, I, you know, I'm really looking forward to, you know, watching him for half an hour, just, you know, creating a new page, a new panel that goes with the story. Oh, that'll be, that'll be cool. Well, gentlemen, I want to say uh, we're about out of time. Thank you very much for taking a few minutes to talk to us about this, uh, this product. And, and uh, Genghis, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. And uh, thank you, Richard. Kind of get to know you a little bit. Lawrence, we, uh, we always appreciate and enjoy having you here. No, you're very welcome. As ever, it's uh, beautifully sun-kissed here in London. Yeah, of course. I'm sure it is. I've been talking to other Londoners, and they tell me every time it's raining, so I don't know how it can be no. sunny whenever I'm no. talking to you. What can I say? 
Uh, okay, well, uh, you've been listening to episode 86 of Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. My guests have been the London Whisperer, Lawrence O'Brien, and the creator of The Drake Files, a Kickstarter project, a graphic novel uh, that's currently running, Genghis Dervis, uh, has been our guest, who is a combat expert, which is just way cool. I have trouble saying it, but it's way cool. Thank you for listening. Uh, be sure to uh, follow up on thegamewhisperer.com to look for our crowdfunding academy and our upcoming webinars to help answer some of your questions about crowdfunding and Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host, and I appreciate your listening. Take care. <laughs>